It's gonna be good. It's me, Jenny D, from Spill With Me, Jenny D Podcast, another episode. Thank you for joining me. My guest today is Rachel Lee. She's so pretty. <laughs> We're going to rhyme. I get it from my mama. <laughs> I got it from my mama. Isn't that a song? It really is. I know, it really is. But we were so excited because we actually, I saw Rachel Lee on LinkedIn, and I thought, I need to know her. She just had that smile, and, and it, it, like you, I gravitate towards people who you feel like, I need to know this person, because I don't know their energy, and you, I mean, I don't even, I never met her, I never saw her, never talked to her, but I could just tell by people's posts and what they're doing in the world that I need to know her, and so do you, and we are going to get to our podcast right now, so Rachel Lee, tell us, like, what is your title, and, and who, what is your elevator pitch? <laughs> Well, I love it. I love it. So titles to me are just a name for something you want recognition for. So for me, my tagline is I'm just a squirrel. And that's because I just want to get a nut in this world. You know, I want to just get ahead. I want to be able to to, to show yes. my support for charities and foundations. I want to gravitate towards others that, you know, need a little bit of, you know, maybe mentoring, maybe a, just a little bit of advice. But I just want to be present. Yes. And, and I think there's something really big and bold to be said about that because a lot of people aren't. In, in, they're not set in a way that they're comfortable to say that. Right. And, and I think, you know, my, my level of lifestyle right now is very comforting. I have a great job. I work as a full-time luxury global advisor for Pyatt Sotheby's International Realty. I travel. I get to do so many interesting things with Sotheby's International Realty globally because we are such a, a very recognized, trusting brand. Right. And, and with the Pyatt family being a franchisee you know it's just you couldn't mesh two companies so well together that had that you know poise confidence and reputation trustworthiness and just longevity in the business oh wow so it's a really great opportunity that they were giving me and it's my 10th year so I'm celebrating nice. my 10th Ten year, year. With, okay. with the Hyatt family and then seven years with Sotheby's International Realty as our franchised um, partner so it's it's really great to be part of an amazing family that has done so so much for Washington County, downtown Pittsburgh, now going to the North Shore with the new Esplanade project. So I think they, they've given me a great foundation that has right. really built my character in, in my professional status of, in business. Uh, recently, I was casted on a national TV show that is Emmy-nominated, American Dream TV. Woo! So, <laughs> so a lot has happened. We're not worthy. We're, I need your you autograph. Know, 
have. I'm just a squirrel. I'm just a squirrel. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to share my journey with others. Yes. I want to empower other women. You know, maybe you feel like you're having a rough day or you're having a rough year, but whatever it is, let's figure it out and move past it yes. and let's work on it together. But what did you do before this? Like, was this always your dream to what you're doing now? Or no, never had. Like, what was your... <laughs> In a million years, you could never tell me I'd be selling real estate full time, let alone right? still... Like, and in Pittsburgh, too, because knowing what I know now and seeing all the different diversifications of real estate and the different facets of yes. different markets, and I get to experience a lot of that with my associates and affiliates in other uh, locations. So, you know, they've given me an eye-opening opportunity to see what this world is really like. I came from the fashion industry. My mother was a couture bridal designer. No way. So, you know, as a child, I would rummage through her, you know, fashion. Uh, dress up, know, play dress Yeah, up. I would play dress up. <laughs> the dresses I wasn't allowed into, you know, I would hide underneath of them and scare customers. <laughs> oh, that's it's, great. It's smacked in the back of my head, you know, my grandmother would be chasing me with her baker spoon and, you know, I was a challenged kid. I, I, I tried to get away with everything. I was cute and I thought I, you know. Oh yeah, you can get away with a lot when you're cute. Mom and grandma loved me, but not when I got in trouble. <laughs> so did you like the fashion industry then? I loved it. Um, so I started out as a virtual merchandise, I'm sorry, virtual, as a visual merchandiser. Visual merchandiser. So I would go into, um, for instance, I worked for a company like right during college. I wanted to intern with everybody. Yes. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to school for fashion merchandising at a school called Botter College, which is now a tech school. It's no longer there. Anyway, it was in the basement of Phipps Plaza. Phipps Plaza in Atlanta, Georgia was like the creme de la creme of every fashion designer in one mall. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, it was amazing. So I got to, you know, network with like Betsy Johnson. Uh, Steve Madden was one of our speakers. Um, And you were right out of college? Actually, I was in college when I did all this. Oh, my god! Absolutely. I took every opportunity I possibly could as an intern from the day I started and I wanted to learn everything I wanted to learn all facets of of, of fashion from outside of my mother's design and bridal boutique experience. So you, you're you a go-getter. You're the, When you find something you're passionate about, you are trying to find every little level. Absolutely. There isn't anything I haven't figured out by listening, learning, absorbing like a sponge. Yes. And there's a lot of times where I'm very quiet. That's because I'm paying attention. Right. And I think part of that paying attention and that small downtime gives you also a level of having patience. Right. Patience is one thing a lot of people don't have in business yeah. and they expect everything to come like within minutes of them starting. Right. But it takes years. It takes time to build your Rolodex. It takes time to learn from your mistakes. True. You know, and you you want to learn from them because you don't want to repeat them, but you also want to help others. Right. So, you know, there's the, the, the fashion industry into real estate was actually really unique because it was almost like a mold that you just fell right into because fashion taught you marketing. It taught you how to have confidence and to walk into a room and talk to anybody, no matter if it was a model down the runway, no matter if it was a, you know, enter, like somebody in the entertainment business, you had to be in a room full of so many people with different levels of who they were, what right. they did. That's so interesting. And you just had a mesh. So I think that really molded me with business. Growing up, I grew up, you know, very, very blue collar. And you're um, from the Pittsburgh area. I am born and raised. Okay. I, grew, I grew up in Knoxville, which is just a little bit of um, outside of Mount Oliver, so right. city. Yes. 
Um, and I was also raised around so many unique people of different ethnicities. Yes. So I was very well-rounded as a kid. I mean, I didn't look at race. I didn't look at ethnicity. I looked at everybody as just a person because I grew up around right, it. Right, me too. And we all had different levels of, you know, income from our families that were very diverse. Mm-hmm. I know. So it was great to be part of a community and an environment at such a young age. Right. But when I got suburbanized to go to high school, it was interesting to bring my high school <laughs> friends. Like, Hello, people. Into there the is city. another world out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. And they're in shock. You're like, what do you mean? Go to the. the- oh, I can't drive there. <laughs> something could happen. My car could get jacked or something. And somebody could steal it. No, no. So I'll tell you a very quick story. There's a point to it. So I took my <laughs> friends from the city. I'm sorry, my friends from the suburbs to the city. We rode the T down. Yeah. At the time, they didn't call it the T. They called it the Pat uh, uh, Transit, whatever. What did we call it? Was it called a T? It was called something else. It was called something else. It was, um. Yeah. Yeah, it was called something else. But anyway, they were singing on the way down, and it was really annoying other people. And I would just look at them and be like, guys, we're not in the suburbs anymore. You can't annoy people. They will be very mean to you. (laughs) What did they say? They were, like, in shock, right? Oh, there were some people, like, getting ready to throw stuff at them, and they were just being obnoxious. But, like, they were being themselves, because that's who they knew how to be. But, like, when you're in different environments, you can't do that. No, and, you know, respect other people, too. You know, you have to. My stepdad had a, I don't think we talked about this before, but he had a restaurant in Mount Oliver. Oh. So I, it was called uh, Rudy's Subplace Special. I know Rudy's very well. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm kidding. My father would bring home subs from Rudy's all the time. Archie's sick hoagies were the best. Oh, my God. The Italian hoagie. <laughs> he probably knows Jim Decord. He passed away a couple oh, of years ago. Sorry, my condolences. Thank you. He was my stepdad, and he owned, so he changed it to Subplace Special, and he had a deli, too. And I'll tell you what, those people were the nicest people. Best damn hoagies uh, ever. Oh, right? <laughs> oh, my Our God. Italian subs, and I still, anytime the schools have a, uh, there's the fundraisers, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? No bologna, no like cheap ham. We had yeah. capicool from the strip. Everything was from <laughs> Penn Mac. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing because you know what? There's nothing better than a real good Italian hoagie. Yes. Real Salonis, yes. oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting hungry now. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So anyway. But no, so it was great to be brought up in a very diversified city culture. Go to a suburban high school, learn what that is like, and the next level then come up. But then that really set the tone for me when I went to college because then I was around those mix of people where you had people that came from inner cities, then you had people that were uber filthy rich, um, that parents owned sports teams, for instance. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, or, you know, major broadcasting companies in Atlanta. So I was put in an environment very similar. You were in Atlanta living there. I did go to school in Atlanta. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that really gave me an open opportunity to see fashion entertainment all facets of the hospitality business because I was a um, was a beer girl for the Super Bowl when it was in Atlanta. Ooh. So I got to do like a Bud Light, Coors Light, Asahi beer. You know, I got into every event um, as a beer girl. Um, you know, I sat next to a lot of celebrities, got kicked out of seats for Playmates. You know, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is, but I was kind of cute. Podcast. I thought it was cute. You know, but the playmate trumped me. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. I'll be back later. Thanks, Mike Piazza. It's nice knowing you for five minutes. He tried. I still 
his autograph. <laughs> that's all. That's all that matters. <laughs> but no, like those memories, those you know, just being in so many random environments yeah. with the different levels of people that you meet. Getting into you know luxury real estate, right. it really sets a tone. So for how you. did you trans like go from fashion to there? So I had a clothing store. It was called Torque Denim, and it was located on Carson Street. Torque. Um, how do you spell that? T o r q u e. Now the definition of torque is to twist, to turn, and it also relates to the automotive business too. It's to torque in an engine, but for for fabric, it's the weave. Oh, my gosh. Again, I research everything. <laughs> so I had a denim boutique, and that made me also very well-rounded because the people that shopped at my store, um, you know, I had men's and women's denim, and I really sought out to find denim that could fit every body. Right. So my pit or my, my, my mission statement when I had my clothing store was jeans to fit every body. Ooh. Now my motto is homes to fit every Bodies, everybody's lifestyle. So, okay. oh, wait, wait, wait. Jeans to fit everybody, every and then homes to fit everybody's lifestyle. I so it was, was a play on, you know, how I twisted those around and I made them sound very similar. So when I transitioned from owning a denim boutique and then losing everything in the crash of 2008, oh my I had to reinvent myself. I had to pivot. I had no clue where I was going. I'll never forget. I was at Fashion Week in New York and I was standing with Kelly Catrone, um, not with her, but she was just happened to be next to me with a bunch of other celebrities. Um, and I heard her pitch about you know being found if you don't know a path and you don't know a way to take go get lost go get lost to get found and I took some time off to really decide do I want to get back in fashion do I want to look and do something else you know what do I want to do what can I do you know you take into account all the things that you've done in your life and you try to apply it to a career right I was never a nine-to-fiver Yes. I am not a corporate person. I tried to. Uh -uh. And to be honest with you, my ambition and my persistence is a 1099 all day long. So for me, if I don't do well, neither does anything else in my life. You are the results of your own production. If you don't produce, you have no results. You have nothing to talk about. So for me... The most important thing is learning from all my experiences, bringing my experiences to where I am today, and my experiences are for your benefit. Right. And not just you, anyone else that I'm talking to. I mean, I'm pretty well-rounded. Yes, you are. And I'm grounded. Yes. Which is very important. I've learned over the years, and I learned this during the time that I owned my clothing store. You are not invincible. You're not do you're you're not you're not you're not entitled for anything. Yeah. You can have everything in the world going for you and the next day it all goes to shit. Sorry. No we can but, say that. <laughs> but the point is you never you know, you, you never take for granted what you have at any given time. Today is tomorrow. Tomorrow is yesterday. It can all be gone. Right. I, I think the same way because I feel like in life, and you in, reinvented yourself, and I feel like it took me till because I thought my mission was I got to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, and I have to take care of my kids, and I can't really have a career because my husband travels, and so this is where my path is leading me. But when COVID hit is when I said to myself, 
I need to reinvent who I am. What is my passion? What's my purpose? So how did you like? How do you how did you find it? Because mine was like slapped me in the face during COVID. I was like, whoa. Well, what's really interesting is that during COVID, um, believe this or not, and I find this very challenging when you talk to certain people, real estate is an essential. People have to move. Right. A pandemic can happen. You know, a crisis can happen. War can happen. People need to move for whatever reason it is. Lifestyle matters change. And if you can't serve the client in an industry right. that needs your assistance, how do you work? Yeah. So for a couple months when we were shut down as a non-essential business, we fought tooth and nail as a community. The real estate community really got together to say, we are essential. Mm-hmm. We have people that are relocating. We have people that have emergencies. We have people that lost their homes. We have people that need to move for whatever reason it is. It doesn't matter. None of your business. Yeah. But they need to move. We need to provide them a service. That's what we do. And as much as AI has become a hot topic and it's moving with us faster than we can even imagine, you still need to have human interaction. Right. Because you need to have that relationship of understanding. Oh, yeah. A computer will never generate understanding. So, you know, the whole pandemic was a real slap in the face for a lot Mm -hmm. of us. Hence why I say I live every day is like a Friday. Yes. I love that. Every day. That's my biggest thing is you don't know what tomorrow brings. No. So you better just live live in the present. Yes. Somebody told me that. I was just listening to them. I don't even know if it was Matt who you know who's going to be on my podcast this week. But, you know, you have to be present in your own life. Yes. I, why am I just learning this now, though? Why has it taken me so long? See, I feel like you already kind of broke the mold. Well, I think there's a couple things that happened in my life. I've failed multiple times. I've gotten back up. I've reinvented myself. I've had to make pivots. I had to change my lifestyle. I've had to do so many things Mm -hmm. that came at me, whether it was expected or unexpected, and you have to figure it out. You know, I'll I'll say this. This is the first time I'm saying this on camera, but there was a point in my life where I was on an access card because I had no income. I had no work. I didn't know what I was doing with myself. I've kept that access card. But I've kept that access card. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make a piece of art out of it. Absolutely. Because you know what? You can have, like I said, you can have everything. It can be gone the next day. And so many people say to me, wow, you're pretty intense. I'm like, no, this is real life. Yes. I'm just telling it like it is. You've experienced that. Yeah. Like some people haven't experienced that. They don't know what it's like. And they look at you and they think, well, Rachel Lee, she's got everything together. She's never had any any heartache. Oh, honey, I'm a hot mess. I mean, we're all a hot mess. Not like a complete hot mess. But like there are times where you just look in the mirror. We're normal. Yes, we're normal human beings. Yes. And, and, and I, I think also, like, the reason why sometimes people feel that, like, I'm intense is because I talk with a passion. I talk with a delivery and an approach. You can see it in your eyes. And, and, and that's important, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, communication and effective communication is everything. Oh, yeah. In any relationship, no matter if it's just you're talking to somebody you saw on the street and you just want to ask them a question or you're helping them or whatever it may be, all the way down to a professional business relationship, it's all about the level of communication you're giving, body language eye contact, tone, pitch, delivery, all of it. I learned to listen. 
with this podcast. Yeah? What's I that? Learned, I learned to listen to when somebody's talking to me and be in the moment and not think about, oh, i got to go to the grocery store. i got to do right. this. i got to do that. I learned to sit there and just enjoy the company of someone and share their story about And I just see that passion in your eyes. Thank you. I love it. I love, it's just like it excites me. <laughs> like, what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> so, you, so you went from fashion and you went into the real estate. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this um, TV state, uh, TV host. So <laughs> yeah, so I am the um, host uh, for American Dream TV, Selling Pittsburgh. Now, let me remind you, yeah. it is an unscripted, it's not a reality show, but it is reality because it is everything coming out of my mouth without a script, and it's just you and I conversing. So you're ad-libbing it? I'm, I'm ad-libbing everything. Nice. So, at any any conversation that I have as my with my interviewee, I'm just talking, just like you and I are I right now, that. and it's so natural to me. It's authentic. But also, you, you pay attention. You you watch what the other person, how they react. You ask one question. You start it from there, and you build it. Sometimes there'll be some editing out, which is fine. You know, the bloopers are always fun. I think the bloopers are fun. They're I great. always leave them in. <laughs> They're great. I think they should be, and it's not I am a blooper. I'm a blooper. <laughs> well, I was telling um, my other guests that I was a theater minor, so I was a broadcast major and a theater minor. Okay. So with theater, it was we were one-on-one, and that's how you learn how to act and interact yep. with people is whatever they say you respond like it's back and forth back and forth and if you you know there's some people you don't have that with because you know you're searching in your head like your brain's like what do I say next because this is going to be like crickets (laughs) but not with us (laughs) no not with us for sure like wait we're we're very good at interacting with one another but talk with my hands (laughs) but but back to the TV show so it's it's 80% lifestyle 20% real estate okay my purpose and this is something really important for everybody to know my purpose for the show is to introduce philanthropy introduce the foundations that Pittsburgh has and that maybe have a little bit to do with real estate but at the same time most of them are really great foundations and charities that need extra support or that you know I feel they should be having bigger donors or that they can get a bigger donor if they're shown on a national TV show and when I say national TV show as you know cable's changing yes streaming's taking over and everything's going that direction. So the good thing is, is that having a TV show that is now streamed live, you can watch it anytime you want. I love that. So guess what? Our where's my phone? Our phone is our television. <laughs> but, the, but the value in streaming, streaming yeah. versus cable TV, a one-time shot. I'm going to go for the streaming all day long. And, you know, having a YouTube page and being able to go back and look at all the video work. Like, you can see my first video I've ever done with uh, Fashion Week in New York um, when AOL you were so cute. had a podcast booth. Oh, really? Oh, my God, yes. I was so nervous. It was my first uh, New York or Mercedes-Benz New York Fashion Week ever. Okay. That was in, like, 2000 and... And this is on your YouTube Eight or page? Nine. I, I put it on my YouTube page just because I wanted people to realize that, like, I'm not, it's not that I haven't been on camera before. It's just that I, I'm very, very novice still being on camera. I'm not a professional. Oh. You know, I didn't take any communications or broadcasting classes. I took acting classes, yes, because I was a dancer growing up, and I went to Kappa, you know, for middle school. Oh, did so, you? Yeah, okay. so, I mean, so, like, acting, dancing was all part of our daily routine. Yes. We had, we had acting. 
act or casting directors coming into the school all the time to cast students for movies, for commercials, or if there was any uh, companies that were looking for spokespeople. Like they all came to our school, so that was something I was used to doing. I was right. always on camera. I was and you always were on doing stage. something. You were yeah. on stage. You knew yeah. how to perform in front of people. Absolutely. But I also, you know, have this sense of forgetting now. Oh my God! Now that we're getting older, and I say Don't that, I, I say that, I say that with <laughs> where am I? <laughs> I say that with compassion. Like yes, yes, we are. We have to realize it. Yes. It's just it's happening. So I forget things sometimes. I do too. And I'll be in mid conversation, or I'll be speaking to an audience, and I'll forget what I'm saying. It's the worst. And then I'm like, holy shit! Wait, what just happened? I know. And then you can't say, hey, uh, sorry, I I forget what I was just talking. Oh no, about. I do. <laughs> Yeah, why can't we just be real? I'm like, wait, let me rewind for one minute. Let me take a sip of my wine. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Mental check. It's Where am I? Brain fog. I have a little bit of. And, you know, we can admit to that because everybody goes through it. The best speakers in the whole world can. I was just talking to my cousins this weekend, and they were talking about Toastmasters. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. And they went there, and they said when Obama was in office, he used to do this with his finger, and they told him, "Don't be pointing. People don't like when you point." Right. You, so he's such a great speaker, so then he started going like this. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? They taught me that, but go ahead. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. I'm going to try and do that next time. <laughs> then I'll feel like I'm Italian. Joey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> we go, I love Italian, by the way. Okay, well, yeah, I'm getting hungry for a hoagie, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so you have me thinking like Italian hoagie. Like, it's just, see, it's back there. Brain fog just it's happened. Italian. Food kicked in. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> so I've never even heard of this American Dream TV. Like, is this new? Is this only Pittsburgh? Or? No, so um, it's actually uh, nationwide. There are anywhere from four to six uh, TV hosts okay. per city. Uh, Pittsburgh seems to be lacking a little bit in TV hosts. We're slow. We're very slow. <laughs> well, I just think also some people just aren't very comfortable being on TV. We're also content creators, so I create all the content you see on my show. No one no one creates it for me. There's no template. You know, they will help you if you need the guidance, but, like, for me, I'm type A, and I control everything I do in my work life, my personal life, as much as I have control over. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, the TV show is all me. Yeah. So love every, that. Also, so then you're accountable for her. I'm very accountable. Blame me. If I say something, do something wrong, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to apologize now and ask for permission later. <laughs> um, but, no, even, like, all of my uh, video series you see on the houses that I do lifestyle videos on, wow. I create all that. It's just I have a really, really good director of photography who gets along with me and also has a creative component right. into my head. Because they know what your vision is. Yeah, and they can direct and, or they can edit and direct. You're so cute. She's walking with cute little dad. She's up at Mount Washington, <laughs> and she's like, ah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so natural. Meanwhile, I'm tripping <laughs> over all kind of workman <laughs> stuff everywhere. They're like sitting there, you know, yelling at me as I'm trying to video, and they're like, get me off that goddamn camera. And I'm like, smile, smile, you're on camera. Just smile. On camera. I try to smile myself and be cute. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I know you just gotta keep that face. <laughs> so, but the TV show is amazing because I really get to show who I am as an authentic person. Yes. I get to showcase wonderful charities and also charities that I work with. I'm very philanthropic. I love to volunteer. I, I love to me. help, <laughs> and I'm lucky I can say it. So, um, like I, I, I could not even repeat that. <laughs> it's so funny. We were in Cuba for New Year's. 
Oh yeah, I got a Cuban too. And, um, <laughs> and and I was there for a learning experience, let alone the culture. And I really wanted to experience what I love a, that. learning so much. But I I never been to a communist country. Oh really? And I didn't I understand. Did I no matter how much you watch how much you learn, podcasts, I don't care what happens and how you try to research, there's nothing that's going to prepare you unless you physically are there seeing it for yourself. That's right. There is a level of humbleness even more that I've re- that I, I found in myself because even the simplest things as toilet paper is not available anywhere you go. Oh my gosh, and this is in Cuba. Yeah. Wow. So my experience with, with having a little bit more humbleness in my life really, really opened up when I went to Cuba. Um, but my point was, I was trying to pronounce a drink that I fell in love with. And um, I don't really drink a lot and a lot anymore. Um, I Even though I collected wine for so long, um, I'm starting to cut back on my drinking. Um, but also, I'm decreasing my sugar intake. Point being, <laughs> I had... A very, very good rum that's made in Cuba. And whatever is made in all these other countries with no preservatives, there's, they're on to something. Yeah, I think America right. should pick it up. But the point is, I had this drink, and I could not pronounce it to save my life. So there's a video of me. I want to see this video. On this rooftop. <laughs> and I was laying on this chair because it was so uniquely designed from an architectural, like, interior design aspect. And I yeah. found it fascinating. And I'm rolling around on this chair and I'm trying to say the word. <laughs> and my friend, who's Cuban, is videoing me. <laughs> so We're going to go viral now. <laughs> so when there's times where I can't pronounce things, that's a perfect opportunity right there to watch me try and pronounce a word. No matter how many times I get taught, no matter how many times you break it up. I try to say it. So even when I'm speaking publicly, you'll hear me say something and it won't come out the right way. I think I said it the right way, but I really did it. So, you know, there's there's a lot of brain fog. I I know. I always say, like, (laughs) people laugh because, you know, and and my husband, my one friend, I always go, can you just translate what I just said? Because people will be like, Jen, that didn't even make sense. I'm like, well, it made sense in my mind. You know, it's called having your own dictionary. Thank you. I have my own own language. We do. And as a matter of fact, I started taking notes in my phone. (laughs) Yeah, I started taking notes in my phone of Rachel Lee E's. You know, Pittsburgh E's, Rachel Lee E's. Well, it makes sense to me. Right. My intro, I said, listen, I'm a Pittsburgher, Pittsburgh E's, like a fast talking Italian girl. If you don't like it, don't listen. But no, I'm so glad to be able to talk about the TV show because yes. it really has been successful so far. Um, again, you know, it's about the so lifestyle. how would somebody see it or watch it? Sure. So you can um, go on to Apple TV, Roku, um, Tubi Television, which is free now, um, and also Fire TV. And you can just put in in the search bar American Dream TV, and you look for the Pittsburgh. Okay, so I was going to say there's ones in all different states. Yep, you look okay. for the Pittsburgh episodes, um, or you put in Pittsburgh American Dream TV. But also my YouTube page. My YouTube page will house every bit of video work I've ever done. So, nice. but it's all under my real estate because uh, mainly it's all. Put You're so real fascinating. Estate. But wait, what? well faceted. Well, fa- <laughs> oh gosh, don't be. Well, I now I I want to get into a little bit because this is going to air on Valentine's Day. Oh, so we want to talk about dating. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, like, are you single right now? I mean, what do you, like, do you date or? Oh, you're going deep. Oh, you're going deep. Where's the drinks? <laughs> yeah, 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 we need some drinks. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. Um, I, I am single, yes. 
I truly am blessed to have. And I'm sorry if I'm crying. No, you no, no, it's totally okay. fine. No, it's it's not many people ask me. So I'm, I'm a, nev- I'm a Nevi nose. <laughs> Nevi, another expertise. <laughs> but no, honestly, like my mother and grandmother, are like Rachel Lee, when are you going to get married? Of course, my mother is a dress designer. She wants to make my dress. My grandmother wants to bake my cake. She's 93, and man, is she sharp. Oh my Holy God, bless. Sharp. God bless. So she's she's here in Pittsburgh right now, not in Florida. So I've been spending as much time with her as possible. But the point is, mom and grandma want to know. Yeah. And it's to the point where I don't want to get married. Yeah. Why Why do we have to? That's old, this old way of thinking. stigma on, you know, people ask, are you married? Do you have kids? I mean, why do we ask those questions? Well, I think we ask those questions because it has been the ex- expectation all our lives right. growing up. Times have changed. And, you know, a lot more women are becoming more independent. They're not needing men to do things for them. Um, I know I don't. Or a relationship or a spouse or anybody, yes. I mean, women are the equivalent of men dating as well. So men and women date the same now. Exactly. It's, it's, there's no difference, you know. There's not like, oh, well, you know, he's sleeping with the whole city, so is she. It's like, yeah, they, they all are. Like, but, right, they put happening. a label on the woman. They put a label on it, and it's not fair. And not the, yes. Yeah, so so for me, it, it's not about, not, none of that matters. The point is, what makes you happy. I am so happy, and I'm very happy with myself. I love who I am. I love the work I do. I love the opportunities I get to share with others. And I love the fact that I can do all these things with friends and family. Right. And to me, family comes first. After the mm-hmm. pandemic, mm-hmm. I really, yes. really, really gravitated I to the importance too. of my family. So I try to do stuff with them as much as possible. I travel with my mom and dad. You know, I give them experiences. You know, I make sure their retirement is great. See, they don't think, like, here's the problem. They don't think you're happy. Well, see, it's like, oh, hello, I'm, I'm happy. So happy. I don't need, a you know, a significant other to be happy. Right. And the thing is, like, you know, if, if I want a relationship and a quick relationship, I know I can. But that's not my style. It's not for me. I don't date. I don't go on the dating apps. I'm very organic. Like, I meet if people. Happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. And this is not putting anything out there and saying that I don't want to date anybody. This right. is just me saying I'm happy. I'm confident where I am. And I have friends. And yes. if I want to be intimate with a friend, I can. Right. If I want to explore a relationship, I will. But I'm also very high standard. Mm-hmm. I have a high set of standards that. Well, you should. But I also want to give that back. Right. I want to be able to be equal with my partner. And I want to be able to share the same goals and visions. And, you know, sometimes I I love the fireworks, but I need a fireplace. Yes. I love that. I got to write that down. So, and that came from TikTok. I didn't make it up. She made it up. Being honest. (laughs) So, TikTok has been, like, my favorite thing to go to for daily advice. And I don't, I mean, you'll you'll know why. Because you get suckered into watching it all day day long. I know Um, you do. But there's so many, like, there's so much great advice out there, you know, and and plus I come from a network of very, very high producing real estate agents. Sotheby's International Realty has the most high producing agents in the world. So that is my circle. Professional and they love what they do. They do. They don't, you know, it's as much as people are like, well, you have to have a social life too. Well, your social life doesn't have to be go home and, you know, share it with somebody. You can go home and and just veg with your cats, your dogs. I love being alone. You know, yes. Like some, I talked to somebody else that said the same thing. Like, and I thought, you know, we need that time alone. I always said like in my marriage, I'm like, can I get an apartment (laughs) so I can just go to my apartment and be alone? Because we do need our alone time. We really do. But I also think we need our own space. Mm Mm-hmm. As you get older, you have your way of doing things. You have your level of comfort. You have, you know, just 
how you like things. Right. I think when you get into your 40s, 50s, even 60s, and you start dating someone, you got to find a way to make those changes and compromise. Right. Compromise is a big word. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people say they, they, they can do it. Mm-hmm. Some of them have a hard they time. They don't want to change their lifestyle. They no. don't want to change anything. No. And, and to be honest with you, I want to travel. I want to see more parts of the world, whether they're poverty-stricken, you know, communist countries or the most affluent, like in Dubai. I want to be able to have a partner that wants to do those things. And it's very hard to find someone that can just get up and go or be very spontaneous um, for a weekend. You know, if I want to jump on the plane and go to London for the weekend, I want to be able to do that. Right. And not many people can do that. And I love that. Why do we need to change for someone? Or why do I need to, like, say, okay, well, this is what you want to do, so I'm going to do this because you want to do this. Right. Andrea and I were just talking about this today, and it's like, I want to live my life. I kind of want to put me first. Is that selfish? Like, I'm going to be 52. But that's not being selfish. It's being real. It's knowing who you are as a person so that you don't surprise anybody. Right. And I think as long as you're as authentic and honest with conversation, if it's something that's going to work out, that other person is going to feel that connection, and you're going to see where it goes from there. It's like get on my roller coaster ride with me, and yeah, <laughs> or you know, you can sit out while I'm on it. <laughs> well, and also, you know, I I have a very public appearance, so some people don't like that. Some people don't like that, like. I talk about things on social media. Now, I'm very quiet when it comes to my pri- my personal life. Right. It's very private. Yeah, nobody don't needs see, to know that. Yeah, you don't see me doing it's any of that. Business. No, not at all. And Pittsburgh's a very small city, and I say that with a lot of love. Mm-hmm. So, love. Uh, we love. But at the same time, it's a very small city. I don't want anyone in my private business. What I do behind closed doors is my business. Yes. You know, and if, if I'm if I'm acting publicly, very professional, I'm doing my job, and I am ethically doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, nothing else should matter. You're living your life at your fullest and your best life, you know? And I I talked to my daughter, and she's in her 20s, and she's living in New York, and we were talking about this before, and she's like, Mom, the dating is so different now. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to, there's no, go to date, what's going on? Are you guys going to date again? Are you going to, no, you can go on one date, you can go on two dates. It's not like how it was for me. Right. Like, I feel like my generation and maybe it was just my family and the way they were, okay, you're dating, now you got to get married, now you got to have kids. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No, no, no. I, I can't. I, I can't love that. I love how you're living. It's, it's like compartmentalizing your life and like yes. putting it, no, I can't do that. I just want to be free. Yes, I love that. And if I do find someone, you're going to be lucky. That's right. But at the same time, I'm going to be lucky too. I know. That's the point of giving it time and having an organic growth into a relationship. Yes, I know. Because I, I see a lot of these dating sites. Okay. And I, I know. And it's got to be so drooling to just go through and like the motions and oh, you see the person. But is that person really that person once no. you meet them? <laughs> Remember those glamour shots where you're like, you know, you and then and those were like 20 years ago. And then you see the person like, um, you don't look like your picture. So funny. Did you have a I was going to say, my mother we, and I did them. <laughs> I love them. It was at Century Three Mall. Yes, <laughs> I'll never forget. We oh, saved, that's right. You we literally saved up money to do that. <laughs> the bow. That's my hair was so big. <laughs> my mother wore this green emerald necklace, if I remember correctly. Her hair was red at the time, and she had these like 
feathers in her hair. It was so perfect. I need to have this picture on here. And I'm just looking, and I'm like, oh, God, that looks like me now. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm my mother. We all are. <laughs> I am so happy that you shared that with us. Because Thank I, you. You know, when I see you, I just see that you're a real person. And, and other listeners, they might see, oh, Rachel, she's on TV, and she's this big celebrity. But Nothing is as glamorous as it looks, oh. trust me. And you're just an everyday person who can live in your life the way you want to live your life. Yeah. And I love it. No judgment. Like, I, the judgment and people, like, and, and it's so sad because the people that do judge are judging because they're being judged or maybe the insecurities. Yes, the insecurities. So I think in this day and age, I think we should just love each other and just, yeah. Yeah, I love what you're doing. And if there, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about, like or to the listeners. Today. The one thing I will say, when I started the TV show, I had um, a friend reach out to me and she sent me a beautiful Facebook message. And you didn't she, make me cry. Well, I, I can't really repeat it um, word for word, but I, I definitely felt that it was something I needed to hear because it was a sign of keep going, sister. Just keep going. Don't don't pay attention to the noise. Don't let it break you down. You don't let it judge that. you. Just do what you do. And until you fail flat on your face or you just can't do it anymore, what you, however you want to continue this path in your life, is how you want to continue it. Don't be bothered by the noise. See, I knew she was gonna make me cry. Yeah, don't let the noise bother you. Same thing for you. Keep going. Yeah. You're doing amazing things. I love it. It doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like so much. But it's so I natural. I would have never it. met you. I, I would have never heard Thank your you. story. You know, I mean, I am so lucky and grateful and fortunate to even start this. And I don't even know how I made it to 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how anybody wants to watch or listen. And I'm just so excited. And I, you know, I just am so enjoying meeting all these new people. But I just, the time. You're amazing. So, you're busy. And you're amazing. For you to even be on Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you. Little Jenny Thank with you. Rachel Lee. <laughs> we literally rhyme. <laughs> we need to have our own show. This, this could be in the works in the this future. Could be in the works. Hey, I'm, I'm game for anything. <laughs> I'm down. Stay tuned for yes, absolutely. Episodes. <laughs> my voice just changed. Oh my god, I couldn't even do that in my trash. <laughs> well, sometimes I get my deep voice, <laughs> my radio voice. Well, people used to say to me, "This is probably not appropriate," but they used to say. Jen, you should do that 1-800 numbers where people would call and be like, hi. This is <laughs> and I thought, no, I don't have time for that. Because I'd be like, come on, dude. Or whatever oh, my God. You're on an OnlyFans page <laughs> yes. with your voice. I'm like, I don't have time for that You're now. Make a I, know. I mean, do you see what the people like go on there I for? I my calling. <laughs> Oh my God. It's never too late for OnlyFans, apparently. I'm, I'm signing up. I'll I just it. discovered what it was not even a year ago, and I was blown away. Really? There was I an article. About it. Oh my God. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal about all these OnlyFans, uh, OnlyFans uh, influencers that are living in mansions in Beverly Hills off of their seven figure income from OnlyFans. You're kidding me. Oh, it's 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 an effing joke. I never even I literally that. can't believe people are that dumb to pay people <laughs> for dumb shit. <laughs> like if I would have known that you liked my feet and you're gonna pay me ten thousand dollars for a picture, I probably would have considered pouring my feet what out. What the heck did we go to college for? 
All the work we've done. These influencers aren't going to college. That's part of the problem. That's why we keep getting dumber. Did I say that? I'm sorry. No filter. No filter on that one. I don't get it. I just don't. Like, how how is this possible? I know. And it's, you know, and we could just, like you said, just rock on, sister. Let's just do what we need to do for us and be happy. Authenticity. Here it is. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I so appreciate being here. It's been with me, Jenny. Dude, we could talk forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you Don't so Don't get me started. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Come